This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. Happy Halloween, everyone, and welcome back to the Off the Break Podcast with your hosts, Ken and Kyle, but without a Cody this time. Sans Cody. She is in line at the vehicle title registration office as Oof. we speak. The second worst place, with the first being the DMV. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> our our very small town appointment list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Motor vehicle registration office. And there's still a line. The I'm sure the person behind the desk at the office is just like the monster from Monsters, Inc. that does the paperwork. <laughs> Wazowski. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I picture. Uh, and we're going to check on her as well to make sure that that is exactly who that person is at the desk. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to do this show without her. Uh, we were gone last week because you and Cody were on your little road trip extravaganza. We wanted to see if you wanted to talk about that a little. Oh, well, we visited 21 theaters in the square state of Wyoming. Mm-hmm. In a period That's of, their motto. A period of four, four days, the square state. <laughs> <laughs> and we saw, I mean, we really ran the gamut from high, very high-end multiplexes down to single screen, um, community-run theaters. It was, it was very good for us, like re-energizing us to be like okay now we're getting into this winter season that doesn't look like it has a lot of great product but you know we are excited to be supporting these theaters with our service now so it was like okay now we're ready to go yeah (laughs) it was it was cool to see all the differences um between theaters we saw theaters that were owned by the same person built by the same builder but were completely different inside and out yeah. <laughs> and I mean, in a state like Wyoming, if you built a theater, you built multiple theaters mm. <laughs> because because the train then broke down in the next town over <laughs> with your supplies and you were forced then to, to build a theater. Yeah. <laughs> you had to unload the train to repair it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of the theaters that you guys were visiting, the pictures I got to see, I was very impressed by most of them. It's clear that they had the passion and the hard work to be making creativity out of like their lobbies and their auditoriums and just really making sure that the best um, feeling that an audience member could get when walking in is there throughout the, their whole business. So uh, it energized me in the way, despite not being on the tour, but just to see, you know, the passion that's behind this inter- industry. And, you know, that's what we like to support here on the podcast. Yeah. Too. No, in, in 22, 2022, there is, there is money to be made, but most of the theaters that we work with on a daily basis are in it for the love of the game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you're here, you're, if you're not in the, the stock exchange, if you're not in real estate development, <laughs> if you're not a neurosurgeon, you're, you know, there's a reason why you're doing what you're doing. And right. that's what we rediscovered for ourselves. It's like, there's a reason why we work with theaters and there's a reason why these people own theaters and play films every day for audiences and it was a very cool thing to see and you know um your theater could be next so watch out yeah we would love for that to be the case um continue continue our series uh, once we get through the the deep dark pit of winter <laughs> here in <laughs> yeah Mo- you guys montana well you guys aren't going to travel back to wyoming when it's uh in the dead of winter 
<laughs> well, we're trying get to... caught in the snowstorm and never come out. <laughs> we're trying to plan out these trips for you know hitting as many many theaters that we work with as we can mm-hmm. in one cycle and. Most of our theaters are located where we are in the Mountain West. So there is a period of time where, you know, we travel by dog sled and snowshoe. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, no amount of four-wheel drive is going to get you where you want to go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Well, I was just thinking maybe we should share those photos um, on our social media channels, Off the Break Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram pages. We'll have to see if we can make that happen. But... Uh, check us out on our social medias because we might share photos about all these great theaters that we were able to see. Yeah, and if you saw us, please share those photos back too as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but that was a great story. I loved it. <laughs> but now is the time to talk about industry stuff. All right. To get our blood pressure going. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's get excited. So while you guys were gone... Um, Paramount made a change to the release of Babylon. Uh, it was initially supposed to be released in limited locations on Christmas Day and then have an expansion on January 6th, but now it's going to be releasing wide on December 23rd. Yes. Good movies that the studios believe in do not get wide releases in January. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you go back to movies that they think are going to do well this is consistently happening happening where we think oh yeah there's money to be made we're going to go wide after a short release on christmas no you don't do that unless you think the movie is going to flop and you need a lot of word of mouth to push it yeah or you need a lot of good critical reviews to push over the finish line and babylon with i'm assuming a giant budget with the cast that it has they need to make as much money and get this out in theaters when there's audiences, when there's Avatar people coming in and seeing trailers and seeing posters and mm-hmm. and there's going to be promotion. And Puss in Boots, when you're taking your kids and you're like, I want to see anything without an animated cat in it. Yeah. What can I do on New Year's Eve? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anything. So, I mean, we, we needed more product. This was a week, you know, Christmas holiday without a, a major superhero release i mean i know we have avatar i know we have a family movie but it that'll was, take up a lot of those screens it I was imagine. thinner it was thinner than a lot of years past i mean oh really okay. covid covid unassuming you know there's not a an aquaman and a, an avengers a harry potter i mean there wasn't anything really pushing us through the holidays mm, i mean yeah. hopefully avatar's that but that remains to be seen after you know 12 years later <laughs> yeah yeah we still have to see more of the hype i think yeah. I mean, the Avatar re-release kind of showcased that a little bit, um, much to my surprise anyway, but maybe a little more is what we need to see here. And then we have four remaining release schedule changes, three of which belong to Sony. <laughs> they they love <laughs> uh, these release Welcome date. back to this segment. <laughs> they love these release date changes. We'll get... regular weekly segment, what has Sony changed this week? <laughs> we'll get to Sony, but I do want to quickly mention Universal pushed up the release of a horror movie called megan no it's called m3 gen m3 gen excuse me (laughs) and it's going to be moved up from january 13th to january 6th not um a change they really need to worry about but at least one that should be aware in case if january sneaks up on you and you realize hey this might be a horror movie i could play sooner than i thought i appreciate when a film company is creative with their title and it's short. All mm-hmm. right. 
This is not the unbearable waste of massive talent. <laughs> I mean, if we can keep it to three words or less, yeah, I, I'm excited. Just but the M- don't make us read too much. The M three gun thing is going to cause so many issues with point of sale systems, ticketing, promotion. I just I am not looking forward to this title specifically. I have a feeling they're going to actually change the title of the film to Megan. Oh, I bet you as more promotion comes out, it's gonna the title's gonna read M three again, but the three is gonna like do a quick little spin and go Megan. Yeah, they're gonna have to do something because yeah. this is oh, if you're reporting grosses, box office, <laughs> box office reports, it's going to be a mess. I mean, this is yeah for sure one of those titles that it's like just. Put Megan on the title. <laughs> I get I get we're being creative, but this no no no, you've gone too far. You saw the trailer for this, right? I did, yes. It looks wild. <laughs> looks wild? It looks wild. It's just it breakdances. The doll in the movie breakdances. Yeah, and three again. It's just child's play. They took but like, they took every Chucky movie and they took the best parts out of each one. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure there's one where Chucky breakdances. <laughs> Yeah, but probably a bad one. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. They were all bad. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're so deprived of anything close to those Chucky movies that it's just a surprise to me to see anything like that. I've never felt deprived of Chucky movies when there's like nine of them. I guess like so out of the box there's horror a, there's movies. There's a television like series now. There is a television <laughs> series. They probably break dances in that one. Yeah. There's your Easter egg for the show. Um, so how about we pivot over to the Sony stuff, uh, and we start off with this, Harold and the Purple Crayon has moved back from January 27th, 2023 to June 30th, 2023. I'm hoping that's a kid's movie and not a movie about an, a, a kid that carries around a purple crayon all the time, like a drama. I don't... <laughs> Where he falls in love with the purple crayon. Like a, a very serious oscar baiting one? Yeah. Kind of like... That movie where, uh, oh gosh, I'm gonna lose his name. Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix Joaquin falls Phoenix. in love with a computer, the iPad, oh, her. or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing now. It's not that. I think it's just a kid's movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, a man called Otto moved back from December 14th, 2022, to December 25th, 2022. Um, it's limited release was supposed to start on the 14th and then expand out on the 25th, but now they're going to have the limited part of it start on the 25th and then go out to being wide on January 13th. Yep. Speaking of movies, you don't feel good about going wide in January. Yeah. (laughs) I think they know despite having Tom Hanks, this one might be a dud. (laughs) Hopefully not, but I don't have much confidence in it. And then father's Stu reborn. (laughs) Um, has a release date of December 9th. Uh, pretty much it's just the uh, re-release of Father Stew, but calling it Father Stew Reborn, like it's an action movie starring Mark Wahlberg, just makes me happy inside. I There are so many. I, I get the, the, the faith-based Reborn. Okay, that's pretty good as far mm-hmm. as title. But you could have made this such an aggressive title <laughs> that doesn't make any sense with the movie. Father Stew Reborn. <laughs> <laughs> Father Stew the Revenge. <laughs> yeah, like, imagining this is a trilogy of action movies now, which I still wouldn't be against, but it's... It's in exactly the same universe with the same character who has, like, ALS. 
but they give him like metal legs or something. Right. And he dominates. He just becomes RoboCop <laughs> by the end of the third movie. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we pitched you the series. Why was this? Why was this not made? Sony, change this. <laughs> do you, you do got, this. You've got four weeks. Go. We gave you a release for April. <laughs> Well, or January, February. We had a release of a film last week, and our first big <laughs> pop in the box office with yeah, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson's Black Adam. Never fails. <laughs> I mean, I he mean, never it, fails at the box office. It was office. his biggest, biggest box office opening ever. Which is him. weird to hear. Like, yeah. I would think when he was in the Fast and Furious movies, they would have done more than 65 million. Well, I guess starring. He didn't, yeah. like... Being yeah. the lead role, I no, guess. this this kind of surprised me. Like when um, Top Gun Maverick became Tom Cruise's biggest movie after like the third week. Yeah, and, and you're, you're like, like, what? He's been around for forty years. But he's <laughs> the the when you think of a movie star, you think of Tom Cruise. Yeah, and then when you think of like action star, you think of Dwayne Johnson. Like, mm-hmm. but to have them, I mean, it's awesome for industry, obviously. But it was kind of a surprise that like he hasn't had a hundred million dollar opener. Yeah, like that's the headline I wasn't <laughs> expecting. <laughs> And Tom Cruise has never had a movie that made like $400 million. It's crazy. I was expecting like the headlines for Black Adam to be, "Uh uh-oh, it only did 65 million, womp womp. Which no, like 65 million is a very good opening uh, considering the type of movie that this is. But I was expecting it to be like, Dwayne Rock Johnson is his stardom failing because he only opened to 65, but instead it's the complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah, it was was a weird thing, but, you know... Audiences came out in droves for, you know, and a more original DC movie, I suppose. Uh, I I wouldn't really say that. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out where this fits in the in the world of. Obviously, it fits in the the Shazam world, and James Bond's in it, and who's <laughs> <laughs> great. I mean, he slept walk through it, but that still is in a great performance by him. We'll get into our reviews, but. The biggest pop that I had in this movie and the biggest surprise, mm-hmm. Henry Winkler is in this movie. Dude, same. <laughs> I, I was like, the Fonz, and like, I pointed what? at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how I, like, there was a, I saw so many, like, um, stuff on social media where it's like, there's a lot of gasp and shock moments in this movie. The Fonz was mine. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they're talking about Dwayne Johnson, like, ripping apart CGI creatures or whatever as, like, the big wow moments. My wow moment was the Fonz in this movie. I was in this auditorium with Cody and a bunch of teenagers, Mm -hmm. and I pointed at the screen and yelled, the Fonz. (laughs) (laughs) And I assumed everyone else thought there was some sort of, you know, unnamed mold or spore in the air that I was pointing at. Oh, gross. Where? Yeah, called the Fonz. Cody's like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, if Cody had that, imagine the teenagers. They're probably like, I have no idea what this guy, who this guy is. And then we talked about it afterwards, and I'm like, it's Henry Winkler. And she's like, I thought it looked like the guy from one of those Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> Kill yes. me now. Stake through the heart. <laughs> Oof. Oof. That hurts even for me. Yeah. But no, that... That was never on my bingo card when I was playing back <laughs> no. Black Adam bingo. I mean, granted, it was only like five seconds on like a phone, which obviously he got a nice paycheck for just doing that. No, it was like awesome. They, they probably pitched it to him, like the character, like what's going on in this world of like DC. And he's probably like, what are you saying to me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> he's, 
is are Adam Sandler or Ron Howard attached? I have no interest in this. Yeah. You can do Not it on your you can do it on your phone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll give you a six digit paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the wink, the, the Winkler does not get out of bed for less than a hundred grand. <laughs> he talks in the third person because <laughs> yeah. he's supposed to be like Hollywood's nicest guy. I want that movie where he's like the Hollywood jerk. <laughs> yeah, just make him purple weight and massive talent, but make it with a shorter title and with Henry Winkler. Yeah, there you go. Lionsgate, the Fonz <laughs> <the Fons> cometh. <laughs> Father Stu cometh. All right. So th- was that the highlights of the movie for you? Did you like anything else about this movie the, the, outside of the CGI Winkler? was great. It was over the top. It was awesome to see Pierce Brosnan back like in a, mm. in a major role. Yeah. I mean, he's as, as blockbuster role as charismatic as Dwayne Johnson is in all of his movies. He wasn't that in this cause that wasn't the character, but Pierce Brosnan picked up the slack. Yeah. Um, Same with the actor who played Hawkman too. Yes, Aldous Hodge. I think he, yeah. he was very good. What a stupid name for a superhero, <laughs> Hawkman. I mean, it's what he is. He's a Hawkman. <laughs> I I did not identify with any of the other superheroes. Sure, the guy who played the Adam Smasher mm-hmm. was that what it was? Yeah, was such a dope. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know it's a character he played, but this guy was like. Someone I would put, I would have pushed into locker a locker in high school as I was being pushed into the locker as a <laughs> as a nerd in high school. I would have been like, "Oh, I'm going into the locker. I'm gonna push this kid too." I'm taking you with me. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> but but the um, yeah, the the story was. I mean, it wasn't. It was very formulaic. It wasn't anything special, but mm-hmm. it was what we needed. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a movie that relies on I guess the spectacle and the smolder of Dwayne Johnson. I would almost call it the brood of Dwayne Johnson because he wasn't really smoldering. He wasn't trying to. He was he wasn't trying to like pick up chicks in this one. He was just sure. He was just upset. I don't know. Like there was there was a few times where I think there was a smolder because my buddy next to me, who's a big Dwayne Johnson fan, would giggle in glee <laughs> as he would like raise an eyebrow. So. <laughs> And that's kind of the, that's kind of the movie that you're coming in with this. Um, I thought it was fine. It's it, fine. <laughs> it was. It's a good time. Yeah. There's, there's, there's cool action that makes Dwayne Johnson look stronger than he is, and that's saying something. Just because, like, you know, the way that they make the characters so powerful. It's, it's hard so it's, because it's cool. he's made so many good, entertaining movies in the last, you know, five years. Mm-hmm. I mean. Jungle Cruise was entertaining. Jumanji's are entertaining. Yeah. Like this, and this is not those. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no real humor in these. I mean, it's not like written bits and I mean, there's little quips and stuff, but there's not like full segments. These segments, yeah. That were, are supposed to be comedic. So mm-hmm. it's hard to judge those against this. But I mean, in the realm of, I like this better than Shazam. I know I'm going to like this better than The Flash because I'm not going to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> this was very straightforward to me. Very, yeah, it is a very uh straightforward you get what you paid for type of movie and i just hope for it to do well in those two weeks until black panther comes around and if audiences like it for those two weeks then i will be perfectly fine with that yeah and then this weekend upcoming where we have you know a delay where halloween had this epic 
80% Halloween ends had this epic 80% drop off. We should talk about this. <laughs> we have Smile holding up, moving in front of Halloween, even though it was released two weeks prior. Yeah. And then we have Pray for the Devil from Lionsgate and these non, you know, non franchise, I should say, but semi original mm-hmm. films. And then not having the streaming component, I'm expecting another massive drop from Halloween. Not that you can drop very far from where it's at right now. Man, it's already <laughs> dead in the ground, 80%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't come back from that. That's like... <laughs> it's gone. It's like one of those... You might not be playing this movie theaters. I'm, I, I'm li- not sure. Liquidation but... sales where they put... You put the 80% off sign, and then the guy has to come and replace it with a 90% off sign. And you're <laughs> like, why are you doing this? I would have paid. If I wanted it at 80% off, I would have bought it. <laughs> Man, I, 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 if you told me that Smile hold, held up the way that it did and Halloween would have an 80% drop-off before either of those movies got released, I would have thought you were nuts. Yeah. But even with the streaming component, I would have been shocked. Even with the streaming component. I would have been shocked. It, Not that it was a bad movie, but I think the people, you know, took the took the easy way out with it. Yeah. If, and it wasn't, it wasn't great, but, you know, I'm not... If you're not going to go to a, a movie at the theater and you're willing to wait for it or watch it on a different platform, you know, that's, that's what you're going to do. And it's going to cost theaters. I mean, there's countless articles about how much money universe left on the table by doing this and how they've upset the apple cart when it came to independent theaters, chain theaters, their shareholders. I mean, this was, this was where bros where Easter Sunday where beast should have lived. Hmm is in this let's try one more yeah just to see what happens you don't take your your biggest title of (laughs) of the last three months (laughs) and just throw it out to pasture yeah (laughs) yeah you don't take it behind the barn like that yeah exactly do do that with fablemans i was like no (laughs) no I still believe in Spielberg. Boring, I don't, it's it's probably not going to do much business. Boring ass trailer, except when she <laughs> she gets a monkey out of nowhere. I bet you that happened in real life. I would put money on it. I have no idea, but I bet that was real. I really don't <laughs> want to think real. that Spielberg would be like, "This needs a monkey. This scene needs a monkey." He made it up. It's like <laughs> it's like when they made the Rudy movie and he gets a sack at the end. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, all right, is that all we have to say about Black Adam, which is not a whole lot? It, it, uh, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, played for those two weeks. I, I mean, think it will do good. It business. made a lot of money. It's going to get the superhero audiences back. And then Black Panther, the tracking we're seeing on it is massive, mm-hmm. as big as Spider-Man last year. Obviously, it's not 100% the same audience. It's a much more diverse cast. But the... Chadwick Boseman factor, the fact that Disney knows how to promote these things. Yep. It's it's going to be huge, huge. Yep. Which is great. That's Absolutely. What we, we need in November. All right. So ready to talk about Netflix again? All right. Well, lay it on me. Give me the give me the breakdown on this one because uh, Cody didn't have any, uh, wasn't able to give her strong opinions. So I'm going to just drop the hammer for... <laughs> Um, so Netflix co-CEO and chief content officer, Ted Sarandos, um, kind of dropped some bombs that theaters weren't really hoping to hear. 
uh, during like a, one of those um, earning calls that they were having just after making the announcement that Glass Onion is being released to 600 locations, uh, he kind of was... He kind of ended up doubling back on the Netflix streaming component thing um, where he had some comments such as we are in the business of entertaining our members with Netflix movies on Netflix. So that's where we focus all of our energy and most of our spend. Uh, On top of that, he also said there are all kinds of debates all the time back and forth, but there is no question internally that we make our movies for our members and we really want them to watch them on Netflix. And of course, with one week of release in theaters, most people will see them on Netflix just like they see all movies. Most people watch most movies at home. He did sound like he was doubling back after that by saying our films are always heavily featured in festivals around the world. And for all those folks who can't get to a city where a festival, (laughs) sorry, who can't get to a city where a (laughs) festival is, this one week release on 600 screens is a way of creating access to a film and building buzz. The same thing we are doing in those festivals. So I would look at this as one or as another way to build anticipation for the film and build buzz for the film ahead of its Netflix release. Um, and NATO had a call yesterday and they mentioned that according to those who work in Netflix and who made this deal possible, they were a little blindsided by uh, Sarandos making these comments, especially after that deal got done. If you take these 600 screens that they're going to put this film on Mm -hmm. and put all the pins on a map of the United States and Canada where they were going to book these movies. It is going to look like they picked seven cities to play this (laughs) in. It is literally going to be, you know, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there is going to be no representation in Central America in the Mountain West, yeah. in large portions of the Southeast and Southwest. Yeah. I mean, it's literally going to be dotted on the coast and one or two major cities in the Midwest. Do you remember those, uh, like, Verizon commercials where they would show, like, the dots of all of the 4G um, locations that they work within the United States, and then they would compare it to AT&T, and AT&T would have, like, two dots yeah no it's gonna look like the competitor to verizon yeah that's what it's, it's gonna, gonna look, look like, like what disney does and then what netflix is yeah doing. it's gonna look like the opposite of where they show where the uh, nuclear missile missile silos are where mm-hmm. they're all in like montana and north dakota and <laughs> oklahoma in the middle of the desert it's gonna be the opposite of that yeah exactly <laughs> no this was you know this is frustrating this is obviously very frustrating that despite there being even um, much to us not being too confident in it, that there is a smidge of a chance that they're learning lessons and they're wanting to take chances when it comes to theatrical releases. But instead for him to double down and still kind of like squish those hopes is um, degrading isn't the right word, but it's just uh, upsetting, I guess, is what the word I'll use. The original Knives Out was a moderate to wide release. Mm-hmm. There is not one theater in the United States that did not want to play it and that then didn't play it off the national release day. If they weren't accepted with it, they played it later. Mm -hmm. And it did well. And the only reason Netflix was able or willing to pay this much money for it was because of the money that it made in theaters. Yeah, exactly. This movie, these characters, this writer, this director, they all work on a theatrical screen. Yep. 
you know what we should do? <laughs> we should let it out for a week. I cannot wait. I hope people come out and support the shit out of this movie. Yeah. I hope it Absolutely. opens to 70, 80 million dollars and Netflix then has to pull it <laughs> from all these locations <laughs> after seven days and then it appears on Netflix and you don't see any bump in subscriptions because people that have Netflix have it. Yeah. People that don't. What's going to change? They're people already that paying. don't. don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they do, they'll get it for a day, a month, and then they'll move on. Yeah. Or at the very least, they'll take your new uh, advertising uh, tier. Is that what you call it? I don't know. Um, oh, God. They'll take that new ad tier and they'll pay it for cheap and then they'll probably go away. I doubt that anyone who has a streaming service really wants ads. No. I. This is such an old-fashioned way of thinking with this. It's with something like, like streaming, yeah. which is like the new wave, you know? Yeah. It's it's very it's very odd. I'm glad that you brought up about like the success that Knives Out had from its theatrical release because when he's talking about how their view is to get hype for movies by placing them in festivals, that's not for, I don't think, a wide audience. What wide audiences get excited about is seeing and hearing a movie in theaters is doing really well and people should go check it out on a wide release. Like they're not paying it. Like the the majority of audiences aren't paying attention to festival buzz or festival circles. They watch the Oscars, but they aren't like going in, you know, knowing all these movies. Like the number one complaint is that they don't hear about these movies. Yeah. No. And then, I mean, what are they talking about? You have, Roma, you have the Irishman. Mm-hmm. You know what? You have Coda from mm-hmm. Apple last year. Yeah, no one saw these movies in theaters. No, because no, 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 no. And then when they were in theaters, they had all these restrictive things about advertising, hiding what their ticket sales were. Mm-hmm. You know, it, promote your movie, step up with the big guys. I mean, Netflix has been printing money for the last ten years. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to spend $400 million on Adam Sandler. (laughs) He comes back again in this episode. (laughs) You're going to spend $400 million on Adam Sandler. More than that on Kevin Hart. Just go and promote and beat them at their own game. They would rather spend the money on actors attached to these movies that will be forgotten rather than spending it on marketing dollars to promote other actors on like a wide theatrical release. Yeah. But I think it's backwards thinking. Yeah, you know what movie's still not on a streaming service for free? Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> you know why? Because no one's willing to pay what Sony wants for it. And yeah. at some point, they're going to fold, and Sony's going to get another check for nine figures mm-hmm. for, the, for that movie. I mean, that's that's how this works. Yeah. I mean, we just say it again and again and again. The theatrical experience legitimizes these films and makes them more valuable. That's why Netflix paid $100 million for this franchise and mr ceo you can take your ted and shove it up your sarandos Ooh. that was cody that was cody talking about me i thought so all of a sudden he went <laughs> yeah morphed into someone else morphed into cody for a it second just, there it sucks i yeah it's i want to it sucks i want to trumpet them because they are content creators in this new age mm-hmm. like i want to support them but then they do stupid Sarandos like this. Yeah. Is how I'm going to say it. That's a good way to say it. And I think we'll cap it off at that because you've heard us complain about Netflix many, many times. So these thoughts aren't surprising, but we just need a vent, guys. And you're going to listen and deal with it. (laughs) 
Uh, but let's end this on a high note. Let's talk about stuff that we really want to have fun discussing on our pop culture roundup. Do you want to start? Yes. Um, we talked about how Babylon is now going wide uh, two days before Christmas on December 23rd. Um, the other news that came out yesterday, um, which we we had some inkling on that this was going to be a substantial piece of film. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we knew it was going to be, you know, looking at it, you know it's going to be two hours. Mm-hmm. Then you hear it's probably going to be more like two and a half. This movie is three hours and eight minutes long. Oh. 188 minutes of film. It For some reason, you said that runtime, and I felt like cough syrup just like drenched onto yeah, my head. Yeah. Like Paramount just oh, poured cough like syrup a, all over Like me. I'm moving in molasses. Yeah. This is... What? <laughs> we, don't, we don't do this anymore. It's... We shouldn't be doing that. Look, I... I love the movies. I love going to movie theaters. I love watching movies at home. But even despite how good of a movie is, such as with me with The Batman, even I can acknowledge that it doesn't need to be that three hour long. It's great that it is, but just can we tone that back a little? There's like, no way. All these movies don't need to be two and a half, three hours long. It's not good for theaters or for audiences. There's no way this makes any sense. How do you get? I mean, it it limits the amount of show times you can even show the movie on a on a basic level. Yeah, it it's not. It, it eliminates even more audiences by saying, "Oh, can I go at? I can go at six thirty or nine thirty. Yeah, and then I'm out until one in the morning <laughs> when the sun sets at six thirty at night. Yeah, I don't want to do that. No, it's it, just in the technical specs of the film it mm-hmm. limits the audience and why is this not two films why isn't this not a a shorter film that focuses on part of the cast and then you have another film that focuses on other areas of the cast as a adjacent film why why did no one stop this process and <laughs> say hey by any, the way is there any way that you can just trim this down just a little bit no it's it's a trend that um, I thought I've enjoyed for a while, but I'm over it now. <laughs> like, it, no matter how good a movie is, quit making them three hours long. Yeah. Unless if it's what uh, like a direct the streaming movie, okay, fine, because at least you can pause it. But yeah. movies should go to the theaters, and they should not be three hours. Cut long. it down to two and a half, and do a Baz Luhrmann director's cut that's so fucking long you want to pull your <laughs> eyes out. I mean, <laughs> you know these extended cuts are kind of becoming a thing now, especially with like blockbuster movies where I'm sure when Ant-Man 3 comes out, we're going to be like, where's the extended cut? Um, despite being two and a half hours long, probably. It's going to be more Paul Rudd looking goofy into the camera. Yeah. <laughs> just just make whatever this three-hour movie you have is, make that your extender's cut and put it somewhere, like Paramount Plus or DVDs or whatever, and then trim it down even more and get your two-hour movie there but of course not all movies can work with just like saying trim it down just because of editing it can make it a completely different movie but this was the time of reels and stapling films together that you could lose two reels and it wouldn't change the movie at all right (laughs) don't you miss those good old days we lost 40 minutes of this movie and we have no idea (laughs) (laughs) we we had no idea (laughs) You know how many, 
I mean, a reel held like 20 minutes of film. Mm. So you're looking at nine, ten reels that you have to would have had to set up in the old days. Oh, jeez. <laughs> What a what a nightmare that would sound like. So dumb. Well, yes. So that's frustrating. But Kyle's got some exciting, handsome, handsome to say the chinned least. Chinned up news. Henry Cavill, my Superman, is back in the role, guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I heard this before seeing uh, Black Adam, which has a Superman nugget that is kind of that reveal. But Henry Cavill made that announcement on social media that he is back in the role of superman apparently there will be a superman sequel or a superman movie um moving forward but there's no release date for it yet but he is back in the role so i'm very excited and happy because i think he got a bad uh position to be in when it came to all of the weird um Zack Snyder stuff and all of the weird WB behind the scenes stuff to where everything was just up in flames but he was like one of the few good things about those movies as Superman but I'm also in the camp like I kind of said with Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine that you know by the time this movie comes out it'll be like 12 years since Man of Steel first came out <laughs> so it's like why bother like why can't we just move on from this but this is my one thing that I love so I'm gonna counter what i said and be happy about it yeah even though it it really doesn't make sense just recast and do a new superman movie (laughs) it's 12 years guys yeah it's really funny how you know you you grew up with these things like i grew up in between so christopher reeve was old when when i was young and former years and they had brandon routh if you can (laughs) remember that i do yeah superman and then it was like i went no thanks yeah no no not interested (laughs) yeah then, not a bad actor, but <laughs> not a great actor either. Not, uh, I was gonna be nice. <laughs> it's very nice of you. His parents, his parents wouldn't say that about him. They would say he ruined Superman almost until Henry Cavill showed up with, with those traps hanging out, and they're oh like, "Oh yeah, by the way." <laughs> as soon as he walked out shirtless on the big screen, I was like, "Yeah, this is my Superman." It's <laughs> Ken's, Ken's there. My two. <laughs> Kyle's in the theater. <laughs> He's like, hey, guys, guys, this is my Superman. Yeah, just so you know. <laughs> just in case you were wondering. I called dibs. Everyone else, yeah, we see the same thing. Yeah. We're gonna... yeah. <laughs> we're on the same page, man. <laughs> it's not a guy laying on something with a with a screen moving behind him. Yeah. <laughs> He's that bending, <laughs> bending steel on camera. <laughs> right. No need for CGI, everyone. I got this. <laughs> yeah. In his suave British voice, Ugh. but so, yeah, this makes this does make me happy for him. The actor get to do this again, but in the in in the real in the in the world that we are in, is that really needed? I think we could have moved on and been okay, maybe. Um, but it was kind of at the behest. Um, part of this was at the behest of Dwayne Johnson, who shot um, a post credit scene with a headless Superman. Yeah, I heard about that. That so, was the initial post credit. So yes, yeah. So the post credit scene they shot without Henry Cavill, and they shot they put Superman on the screen with him, and basically, Dwayne Johnson as an executive producer said, "This is what I want." Yeah, Warner Brothers, and so they they bent to put Henry Cavill in the end credit scene, which then restarted their relationship. I'm assuming that, gotcha. that got Warner Brothers like, "Oh yeah, we can have." 
both of these monsters on screen together like this is this is how this works <laughs> which to be fair like yeah with how how big those two are i get it remember <laughs> we did this with ben affleck and jason momoa and henry cavill and it looked like really good on screen and made a billion dollars in the first weekend <laughs> It didn't do well after that. Let's not talk about after that. Yeah, it, it dropped, but <laughs> the, 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 let's see if we can do it again with Dwayne. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even the CGI versions of those two on screen together. <laughs> massive. I know. Math, massive behemoths. And then we can God. redo the, the DC Super Pets with <laughs> Henry Cavill. <laughs> with him back at voicing Superman. There we go. There's an idea. <laughs> oh, geez. Well... It was a good last weekend at the box office. We have a couple of soft soft weekends upcoming, and then mm-hmm. Black Panther is going to blow the doors off. So. Yeah, in those in uh, two so, weeks from now. So catch your breath, get ready for your holiday crowd. And oh yeah, then get prepared. Yeah, we're going to be right in the middle of the holiday corridor mm-hmm. before you know it. But we'll be with you along the ride. We'll still have more episodes coming out throughout the end of the year. Uh, so keep checking back at our website or on uh, your favorite podcasting platform for where you listen to the show. Yeah, we're going to bring in some special guests to round out the year with some fun episodes, hopefully, and stay hopefully, tuned. Hopefully end of the year or at least in the next year, <laughs> like the beginning of 2023. We'll start it off with a bang and hopefully... Next week, special guest episode. Oh, okay, episode. cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It, it's ha- it's going to happen next week. There you go. <laughs> There's your scoop. It's on. (laughs) All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.